Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we've got to get you some headphones for the next one, Pritch. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm all right. Fuck them. Right. Because you don't have headphones, you're not going to get to hear this. <laughs> Just pretend. <laughs> it's Christmas! Yeah. Are you hanging on? You can even play music through it as well. You should have come earlier. I actually feel like it's fucking Christmas now. <laughs> oh, good dude, I'm so you probably guessed from the voices that you've heard and the music that you've heard, this is a very special edition of Life in the Stocks. It's a Christmas special. It's episode 200 of the show, and it is also the last episode for a while as well. So I thought I'd bring in the big guns. I wrote to Billy Corgan. He said no. I wrote to Courtney Love. She said no. Brian Johnson, ACDC, said no, Matt. So uh, Pritchard and Dayton are your consolation prize. I'm only joking, lads. I thought... It would make sense to to end the year and to end Series 2 with you because we we ended Series 1 with the live audio from our uh, Cardiff show, which was... I mean, let's start there. There's so much stuff I want to talk about. But first of all, welcome to the Christmas show. Thank you for joining me. Merry Christmas to the pair of you, Pritchard and Dayton. Merry Merry Christmas, both. Um, Merry Christmas. Episode 100 was the live audio from the Cardiff show that the three of us did. So not the one with the other two, Pritchard and uh, uh, Pancho and Joycey. Um, The one with just the three of us. For me, that was one of, if not the most fun live shows I've ever done in my life. It was your stag do. Oh, shit. (laughs) Greg. Greg. It was like fucking Twin Peaks. 
Fucking versus Stag Do versus Dirty Sanchez. Pritch, why didn't you set the scene? You called me because you were like, because it's dating Stag Do, I'm going to order him a stripper, which we'll talk about in a bit. But you also got him a, a little person for the night. And, and we, we strategized a plan that we were going to handcuff him to Dayton in the meet and greet section of this show. Why don't you talk about how you got in touch with the guy and, and how that came about? Do you, do you know what? Now you've said that, I can't remember. What? <laughs> My, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I can remember if it's wrong, just um, just change my mind or whatever. Just correct. But, uh, I, I, I contact, yeah, I got in contact with an agency to find a midget. Can you say midget? No. Well, oh. That's why I said little person. Oh, no. That's the politically correct term. Oh, God. You don't know do, what you do, can say anymore, do you? I mean, just, yeah, but dude, which is by, by your knees. Dude by your knees. Yeah, there you go. Greg. Anyway, yeah, like, Greg, Greg, and he was a nice guy. But he yeah, I, I got guy. in touch with an agency and, and they said, I said, look, I want to stitch my mate up. We got this live show, uh, so I had to sort of explain the situation. <laughs> uh, I bet even I bet, for an agency like that, this request was quite out of the ordinary. Uh, <laughs> you, you, well, I mean, yeah, they've it, probably it, had it all, but I mean, to say you're going to get handcuffed to a member of Dirty Sanchez right after his live show in front of 400 people, that's pretty out there as far as requests go. I was like... That, that, does that dude know what he's learning himself in for? He's un- you're handcuffing yourself to me. Oh, fucking good luck. I, I, but I, I, I honestly thought it wasn't going to work because I know what he's like. Because he's so like, yeah. oh, he's be, you know, he sleeps the one I open. Cause, you know, I've barely got one over you for years. 20 and years. And I thought, I know, he's just going to know what's, what's happening. Calm as that. But then I thought, please let this happen. Please let this happen. And we were there at the signing and he was going to pretend to be like a fan, which he did. <laughs> Greg, you did it absolutely professionally. Nailed it. And literally just got up to him and just went whack with a handcuff on, and I just went, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I just, I just saw his face. Oh my god. Well, we, and I thought, yep, all night. We was doing the meet and greet, and uh, we was all in good spirits, you know. And uh, I was like, fuck, this guy looks like he's from Twin Peaks. We should say at this point that he asked, I think, Pritchard if he was, you know, meant to come in fancy dress or not. Yeah. And we obviously said, well, if you're going to be in fancy dress, that's going to give the game away. So don't go in something over the top, but maybe wear something a little bit out of the ordinary. And so he suggested, well, what about the guy from Twin Peaks? So just an all red suit. Yeah. So that, that was exactly the look he was going for. And that's what you saw. And- all I saw was David Lynch coming at me. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? He just, he rocked up. And I was like, no way, this guy's fucking sick. And I was like, no way, what's happening, dude? Put my hand up to shake his hand, because I was generally stoked. And fucking whap, a fucking handcuff went straight on me. And he went, looked at you. You'd have the key within a split second and swallowed the fucking key at the meet and greet. And went, unlucky date, he's with you all fucking night. So, I, I mean, I was my fucking stag do, um, which I kind of thought, yeah, well, all right. Well, this is going to go a bit weird for him straight away. Well, we had an after party afterwards, and he was strapped to you for the entire duration of that. It was so it was so funny, man. Just just constantly seeing. They, well, you couldn't run away. You couldn't do nothing. He was just constantly attached to Greg. Like every time he went for a pee, he had to take Greg with him. If Greg wanted a pee, he had to go with Greg. Well, didn't Amy, your <laughs> wife, say at that point, like, <clears throat> if you bring him home, it's over. <laughs> he is not sleeping in our bed. <laughs> Well, I, w- I was just like, well, l- listen, this is my stag do. You've got to fucking live with it, haven't you? It's, it's fine. It could be fucking far worse. We've just got to, we got Greg in bed with us tonight. You, it, uh, looking back, right? Do you know what he said right? to me? The, the things you've done, right? You got away with that quite lightly. I did get, I, I did get away with it quite lightly. Yeah, I mean, come on. You had a, you had a, a small person attached to you. 
Do you think because you'd had the stripper, you thought that was all you were going to get? Oh yeah, completely. I think that's why he let his guard down. So the stripper, we should say, was was a, a female officer of the law, on the m- more mature side, <laughs> and she marched you round like a dog on stage <laughs> in front of all your oh, fucking hell on your hands and I, knees. She would do as well. I hadn't drunk. I, I at that at that point I was sober. All right, I was sober for five months. Yeah, and that was the first drink I'd had in five months. So, you know, I had a few beers and then I smoked some. I had a little smoke in between the break, and um, I was in a good place. And then when Greg came around, I was, was, uh, no shit. Then when that girl, when that when the strippergram came on stage, I looked out and it was like five hundred people in the crowd, and I was like, I am fucked. It's Nick. I can't, I, there's you no can't, way. I can't hide from this, and I've got to take it. Like I can't <laughs> fight my way out of it. I've got just got to fucking take it on the chin. And I was just like, luckily for us, um, luckily for me, right getting out of it again it was um they said if that guy's pants comes down any lower we're ripping you all off stage and fucking throwing everyone out so i kind of got away with it but what nobody else knew was this strippergram i don't know if she'd gone a few gone a bit i think apparently a few friends had told me they've seen her in the past you know <laughs> she's over, done the round she had the same clothes on and she had this like leather get up and oh. all i can say it it had this kind of like Crusty, oh, fuck! It just smelled moldy and fucking um, oh, moldy peaches eat your fucking heart out. It had something another tone to peach, and it was more like I don't know, like septic. Oh, I was gross. I don't want to say too much, but she was great. <clears throat> well, did, what? You, did you, you, when you said that, then you know when you're stuck in front of the audience, I can't get out of this. You have to take it on the chin. I remember another time many years ago in Birmingham Fuck where off. you couldn't get out of this and you had to take it on the chin. I did. What I did you get? Up. You had about 10 male sperm all over your chin. <laughs> well, we should we set should the did. scene so oh, when sorry. you used to tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was this? <laughs> fucking, this is fucking pick on Dink Day, is it? Charge Revenge. You used to do Spunky Dunky on tour and tell the people listening to this if they're not familiar with Spunky Dunky what the, the concept behind that prank was. I was actually telling this story last night, funnily enough, but the, the whole idea behind the prank was that we'd all crack one off have a posh wank backstage with a condom on and then you'd tie a knot in it and then we'd all reveal at the end of the night whoever had the least amount of sperm in the bottom had to have everyone else's in their hand and then splashed on their face but then when we were doing our own tour Dink never lost and we were like me, Panch and Joyce he's up to something here Dink being Dink and he was, top, he was topping his up. Look, Jaffa. Right? Adding a bit of shampoo Jaffa, in the mix. Hang on a minute now. He's topping his up. I thought, right, that's it. We'll, we'll stitch him up. So we went to the club. We were going to Birmingham. I think it was the last, uh, tw- uh, last date of the gig, the tour. And we went to the club early. We asked all the doormen, the bar staff, can have a posh wank, could you? So they all cracked one off into the condom. And we grabbed all their condoms full of spunk and tipped it into, just basically tipped it into ours. And then when we did the reveal, me, Panch and Joyce just had a bucket load. Like it's 10 not- different, like our, our come, 10 doormans come. Oh, and then he just Fuck went, sake. he just almost died on stage. Of course, you can't say no in front of all those Sanchez fans. We had to have literally like 10 or 13 men spunk on his face. It was, it was fucking, it was, it was hilarious. It was a, a cocktail of semen. It was fucking funny. <laughs> huh? Oh, man. Obviously, I couldn't fucking. I, all I knew was I thought, here we go, spunky donkey, pull mine out, and I looked at yours. I looked at Pancho's, and I just 
you know when you have like all these flashes for your mind i just saw like fucking african elephant and his dick inside the, the condom and come in it it was fucking <sighs> loaded totally loaded and um yeah it literally all over my fucking face so yeah hope you enjoyed that one boys just one of many hijinks from the road. Um, we should state as well right at the start here, and we'll get into it in more detail a little later on because I'd like to go back and, and trace the, the you know the route of how we got to where we are. But we just uploaded onto the Dirty Sanchez website a couple of weeks back, which is dirtysanchez.co.uk. Um, the first in what's going to be an ongoing series of basically what we've been doing at the live shows, telling behind-the-scenes stories, revealing all the, you know, the anecdotes and insights into what went down in the TV show the movie the live tours the breakup everything in between and people can go over there now they can rent or buy it they can rent it for five pounds buy for ten and this is the uh, the sanchez story volume one just shit and that was the first time in 13 years i believe that all four of you were sat in a room together on camera and it was a great honor for me to to host and navigate that event and so let's let's take it back to the start and it begins at reading festival with me and you d and thanks to our mutual friends matthew and michelle harris i was introduced to you do you remember your first impressions of me at reading that year because i remember very little of it oh i would like just um i went to get a drink from the vip bar and you were dj in the was it dj in the vip yeah and um I looked up and I... VIP. We still got it. <laughs> Hang on. Shit, I forgot I was talking. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself cool now. I was outside trying to get in and uh, I was looking for the window at you. <laughs> Please let me in. <laughs> I used to be on telly. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, I, I just... You had um, like um, a Popeye the Sailor Man hat on and a Hawaiian shirt, I believe. Yeah. Um, I was like, a little bit Hunter-esque, uh, a little bit gonzo. I was like, all right. And then Matt and Michelle, um, my friends from dissension records um they were like um all right it's matt you should meet matt um i don't know if they mentioned that you had a podcast at the time but they just said that they'd met you and you should go have a chat with him so i did and then i think we went and watched maybe a, a band and we were chatting yada, 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 yada. i took you to see the giraffe tongue orchestra which was brent from mastodon william duval from alice in chains yes, you fucking did um there's a couple of other guys in the band that i can't remember but yeah i, I dragged you across the site to a tent to go watch them and they were wicked. And then we, we sort of spent the day getting to know each other. And from the little parts I do remember, I was basically just like, I love Sanchez. Or, you got to come on my show. And kind of a mixture of fanning out, but also trying to like hustle. <laughs> and you, see, you, do. you seemed do open to the idea. And then we, we sort of threw in the idea of perhaps doing it as like a video live stream. Because yep. I hadn't done anything like that at that point. And I knew you were schooled and, and you know, clued up in the, the video department. And so, yeah, we, we came to the house where we are now, your house in Cumbran, and within two minutes, I think, of me coming through the door, Pritch, I smashed a beer bottle on this floor, and I was like, oh, I shit. Say his head then. I was going to say, what <laughs> fucking hell, get in there. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, he's going to think that I'm like treating this like the fucking Sanchez house of doom or something. And I was like, I'm so sorry, mate. Within minutes of coming in. Um, but that was, that was really where it all began, wasn't it? It was that live stream. Yeah. Um, it had thousands of views on the night that it went out live, which was just amazing. And I don't think at that point I ever, like, you know, none of us got the chance to talk about Sanchez when MTV kind of pulled the plug. So, um, and then obviously we were at the point of killing each other when Sanchez kind of, when we went our separate ways. So it was, for me, it was the first time um, I'd really spoke about uh, the boys and Sanchez to anyone, like, on a public platform. On a public platform, yeah. yeah. So 
I and it was quite uh, cathartic. Is that a fucking word you say? Shit, <laughs> you know. Hell, yeah. go on. He's uh, been hanging ooh, out with me. You see, he's got a cathartic, <laughs> expansive vocabulary. Now. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to hang out with you a bit more, Matt. So yeah, it felt like that for me. It felt like it was you know rehashing a lot of stuff, which was perhaps um, you know unfinished business. And am I right in thinking at this point in time, you two actually hadn't connected in a while and hadn't hung out together or even spoken in, in quite some time? Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and weren't you watching yeah. the live stream, Matt, the night it went out? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. I think it was, I left um, some messages. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. How was it for you watching it? Uh, did you think, God, I is know what? good? I, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. remember. <laughs> As Pancho said, I can't wait to read your book. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, 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 I vaguely remember watching it. It was good. Obviously, yeah, it was good, because, you know, you're listening in. Yeah. I think and, we... Uh, and that's why I left some messages and stuff. But, yeah, I, honestly, I, I, yeah, I can't really remember much, much yeah. of it. But I do remember watching it, if that makes sense. I think what it did was... I was just spoke quite openly about it. I'd been sober for quite a while at you that hadn't point. even had food in like 28 days you would, do you remember you were doing your month-long water fast oh yeah yeah doing some weird shit i couldn't get my mind around because since then i've taken your lead and i've you know maybe done a four day yep at the most water fast but i think at that point when i came to stay with you you were on day 24 or something i was like how are you functioning on no food in a month yeah well you can but yeah so um so <laughs> well you can actually yeah it's fucking quite good for you your body needs a break but that's another story um so yeah, I was sober, blah 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 blah. I told the story and um, put you listening. But I think um, getting back to my, my get my brain in my box. Um, it basically, I think it kind of like almost reconnected everyone in a way because you know why did the podcast to you? Pritchard's listening, yeah. And, um, and we we'd all gone our separate ways anyway, but and it wasn't like we weren't speaking, but it was just like we're all fucking off doing our own things. I think that was kind of the thing that got us to where we are fucking right now. And also, um, not forgetting that we've just done this um, the Sanchez story, which is you know, which is fucking. It was a fucking thirteen years in the make. Uh, thirteen years again, like you just said, since we'd all been in the fucking room together. Could have you know that could have gone really fucking wrong because I suppose when you're recording something live and you haven't done anything like that for such a long time um, with all your old mates that you haven't really hung out with either together like that. I think we hung out once or twice in those 13 years. Fucking shocking, I know. My mental. And, um, yeah, we kind of... I smoked too much weed. I forgot what I'm on about. Well, I think what you were saying was that... At least I'm not the only one. Because of the unpredictable nature of your relationships anyway, when you are close and in contact, to then be, you know, sort of distant from each other for so long and then come back into a room... It could have gone either way, and I was aware of that going into it. And with the live shows that we did at the end of last year with all four of you, I was very much aware like this could go really any way yeah. because I think a big part of the appeal of, of the show and the movie and everything that you guys did was the the relationship and the rapport between all of you. That was what made the show. Like, Forget the stunts. They were obviously hilarious and shocking and all the rest of it, but really I think it was the friendships on display that people really connected with, but that's from spending so much time in each other's pockets. And then when you remove that, you think, fuck, is the chemistry going to be there? Well, yeah, I mean, because obviously we all wanted to kill each other at one point, and um, it was like, uh, you know, like Pritch said, time's a good fucking healer. And um, it was just like, you always remember the good times, I think, not the bad times. Yeah. When you're back in a room together, yeah. yeah. It's and like all of those grievances vanish. Completely. 
Completely. So I think I, I think the worst thing to do with any relationship is just not see each other because I think like after a few weeks, I think they say it's three weeks before you've kind of like you just next, you know, so they say, and you just kind of all these weird rifts, not rifts, but the weirdness can kind of happen. So well, it remains unresolved, doesn't it? And then the longer yeah. it goes on, the bigger the rift becomes. Yeah. I, I've seen it in so many bands is like the inability for everybody to just get in a room and talk it out. Um, and it's like counselling it. Completely. And I think I think what that podcast did for me was um, it gave me the chance, because obviously I'm, back then in Sanchez, I was a lot more fucked up, you know, and a bit more, I just, my brain was, the way I was was different. So I think doing it gave me a chance to speak properly away from all the bullshit that there was and kind of put it into context that like, all right, shit, everything's cool. Like we should just maybe fucking catch up again and have a fucking laugh. Do you know what I mean? Well, to to, to backtrack again real quick, after the podcast i did with you i asked you if you could put me in touch with pritch and i got in touch with him and then we did our chat in your attic room at your house um and you were just you know recalling all the stories that had gone on not just with sanchez but even in there the room that we were Uh, that was my nightclub (laughs) you were saying you used to bring in djs and go for days on ends and it was just really cool for me to connect with both of you separately individually and then off the back of those two shows and i should remind you now that as we sit here on christmas eve on you know december the 24th wink wink 2020 your two episodes are still the most downloaded and listened to episodes in the history of my show above john lydon gene simmons tommy lee rob halford sean ryder alan mcgee stephen graham the list goes on your two episodes are still number one and two. Sadly, Pritch is still one day, and you still are. Oh, I am <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, <laughs> give me a kiss, Dean. How did you manage that? Huh? How do you manage that? How do you you've got more, more viewers than? Yeah, it's called a uh, promotion. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> posts. <laughs> fucking. He fought well, dirty. I, listen, you know, is a win. Isn't that amazing though? And that's when I started thinking like there has to be this hardcore Sanchez, Sanchez, sorry, contingency still out there after all these years. And the fact that you haven't been, you know, in the public eye, interviewed a lot, you haven't written books and biographies. There's just this hunger and this thirst for. The stories of what went on and people want to relive their memories of watching the show. And so after those two episodes that I did with the pair of you were so successful, I was like, we need to like keep this ball rolling. And so we went out on tour, the three of us, and, and did that first round of six shows all over the UK. And I guess that must have been the first time you two had done anything like that, right? Because back in the day, your live shows would have been, well, as we've seen with the Sanchez story clips, carnage, mayhem and destruction and physical abuse. And this was a totally different scenario. This was just you sit down like we're doing now, talk, share stories, meet fans, answer questions. How were those shows for you two? The first round that we did, it was it, it was just absolutely. It was a treat for me. Yep. One because I, I mean I remember being backstage and just thinking, although back in the day it was amazing, it was a good laugh, but it was just it was just a completely different feeling. You sat backstage, you, you're very more chilled. Yeah, you're not you're having just, to like totally psych yourself up to go out there and batter yourself. Ex- exactly, and I, I knew my, you know, just enjoying the beer and stuff and the chat, and you're about to go on stage, and you're, you're not going to go and smash a bottle on your head. You're just going to go and sit down and have a chat. In yeah. one way, it was good, and in one way, it was weird. Yeah, I had, just like I'm normally used to going and going, ah, come on, come same. on, then let's fucking go. Yeah. And it, but it was like, no, it was not. Let's fucking go. Well, can <laughs> you, just can walk you, up and go. All right. Can you remember what I did? <laughs> So I was, when we were chatting about doing, you know, the show as it was, as the show is, I was like, fuck, these 
people they might want just fucking blood and carnage and like you know just mayhem. So I was like, shit. Well, we gotta do something. So uh, a, f- a friend of mine, who's a magician, uh, who d- is an illusion illusionist, he put together this um, contraption. Some stocks, ironically. Some, some stocks, yeah. But you put your you to put your dick in it, yeah. And we had a jigsaw, and then it looked. So I was gonna basically get pushed, gonna put his dick into the thing. Into the tra- into the stocks, and then I was going to get his jigsaw out live on stage, and then like, at the end of the show, just to say like, oh, you know, have a fucking laugh, and then cut his dick off. But, Forgot about that. Yeah, but obviously Pritch didn't know this guy, the illusionist. Yeah, H- had rigged it. Yeah, yeah had rigged it, um, and it looks very fucking real. And it's hard to work out how your dick doesn't get cut off when you see a carrot in there, and then you go through with this uh, jigsaw, and it falls off. So we had that backstage, like, and it, when it came to it, it was like, no, nope, fuck it. We're just gonna just eat it and you know, hope the what eat my knob, <laughs> <laughs> fucking calamari. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But basically, oh, what, what, I'm try- only. what I'm trying to say is, I was a, I was fucking pranging, thinking I they can't wa- just, they'd want blood. I can't just go on stage and sit down and, and talk about the fucking mad fucking times, and um, it fucking actually. Couldn't have been any better because you sat in a room with a bunch of people that laugh at the show that you did and we laugh doing it. So obviously we're all fucking very similar. We laugh at the same shit. So when you're in a room with fucking people all on the same page and you're relaying these stories and a lot, most of this stuff, no one's ever, because obviously MTV only filmed for X amount of time. You know, we were still fucking touring and doing all this shit for years so that everyone got to find out all the fucking real stuff. And we had loads of like unseen footage as well from your own personal archive, which we got to show people, and 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 some clips from the original skate tape, Pritchard versus Dayton, which got it all started. And I think, as you know, a fan of the show still, even though we're you know now close friends, first and foremost, you know, I was and remain a fan of what you did back in the day. And from the fifth Beetle Matt, that's, <laughs> move aside, George Martin. <laughs> and from my point of view, that show had so much more value and worth than seeing you. 15 years later getting up and trying to do what you did then because it's kind of depressing isn't it when you do see bands or whoever it is performers of any kind trying to relive the glory days and it's not quite as intense and visceral and it's just not the same they've they've faded and they've aged whereas with that show you're getting all the insights all the stories stuff which as you said nobody has heard or seen and what was really cool i think is everybody went to those shows with zero expectation because they didn't know what to expect and yeah. every single person came away, smiles from ear to ear, because yeah. we met everybody at the end for the photos and signings. Every single person. There wasn't one person that walked out or complained. or, And that was really cool, wasn't it? When there is no expectation, you can only really surprise and impress. And, you know, we did so many cities in the end. I think we did like 15 over the course of the three tours that we did, yeah. just the, the three of us. And everybody that we met and who posted about it later all just said how much they loved it. That must have been a cool thing for the pair of you as well to see after all these years that that love for this, you know, crazy show that you did is still there, arguably even more so than it was back in the day. Yeah. Oh, it was, um, it was pretty fucking special. Yeah. To, <clears throat> again, we hadn't done anything for so long to then go on stage and everyone laughing and fucking crying in the crowd watching, you know, whilst we, whilst we going through the show. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't think it could have been any better, you know, and, and especially after what we did and how we left it, you don't, you kind of don't want to leave it all these years and come back and then bomb because like, that is not good for your fucking self-esteem, is it? You well, know? you only get one shot at a quote unquote comeback, don't you? Yeah. And if you blow that, 
it's game over, sayonara. Yeah. And yeah, you just you can't be in a better place. You're in a room with all the all the people that laugh at just the things you do, and you laughed at the stuff you've done. So it's just one big fucking family. So it was perfect. It's just a room full of old fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like everyone, you. Everyone, everyone, yourself. Well, everyone the same. Well, everyone's the same age as us in the room. Who spent their time watching Sanchez? There's a lot of young you know, people. Could, in there. Uh, not well, there was, there was a few young people. You there, boys got it, a decade on me. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people who obviously followed us. Uh, you know what I fucking say? Oh, I don't know. I'm swore again. Uh, you can make it's life in the stocks. It's oh, not right. the BBC. You can swear on this. That, that We're going to talk about some of the after-show shenanigans, which went on now anyway, which oh. will have to involve swearing. What about your mate with? The uh, the stumpy legs, Lee. Remember, oh, remember that night in Oxford, Pritch. Dan, do we, we drink out of his leg? <laughs> he didn't drink out of his leg. So, so Dan, there was an exchange of fluids, yeah. I think, between Dan, body parts. Oh, that wouldn't have been me, though. Yeah, so a friend, Dan. a friend, yeah, Dan. That's not my. It's not my jam. That's not, that's not my cupcake. I met Dan at the theatre in Cardiff. He was doing a play on. Um, I forget the name of the play, but it was uh, centered around him getting his legs blown off. Uh, in I'm not sure where he was. Afghanistan. I'm not sure if it was Afghanistan, but it was, it was all Afghan, yeah. was it? So he actually got his legs blown off in I real remember. life. So and I met him at this play at this theatre show in Cardiff. So became friends and invited him along to come and see us in Oxford. Anyway, cut a long story short, we became friends with Dan over the years. Dan does illustration, and he's a fucking cool guy. And <laughs> Pritchard been smoking rosemary. <laughs> The silly lettuce. The silly, oh, le- the silly lettuce. Push is like, God, oh, let's have a let's have a look at your your your, your injuries. Like, do you, do you mind? So Dan, you know, rolls up his trousers, uh, his trouser legs, and like shows shows him where like his legs have been blown off. Push is like, oh, that looks like a fucking massive fanny. <laughs> Next thing I know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking t- <laughs> turn around, right? Push has got his dick in the fucking what? in his leg, and he's fucking shagging his leg. <laughs> Don't fucking... And put your hands over your eyes. What? What do you mean, what? I can't remember that. It's best you can't remember some of these things. <laughs> I must have been Rosemary'd up. <laughs> Fuck me. Unbelievable. That was at the Airbnb where we were staying. They came back with us afterwards. You don't, honestly don't remember that. No, this no, is how I, crazy your life is. I would I never forget fuck. something like that. Uh, I know, I'm, be, I'm being honest. I can't remember. I thought I actually drank out of his, out of his leg. No, no, no. No, you no, just was. gave it a little dry hump. Oh, no, you, no, no, you did both. his fucking big fanny on his leg. <laughs> I think you did both. I didn't have an ad on, did I? No, no. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, fuck for that. But this, this night was kind of what inspired the group tattoos that we got, which uh, your friend Luke Sayer gave us on the, the last day in Liverpool in the, the halftime interval. We decided we needed to get a tattoo to mark this tour and uh, we all sort of decided on the the idea of silly lettuce, which was the the you know the affectionate name that you'd but, yeah, g- given me, cannabis. Let me just let everyone know out there that I I have never ever in my life got on with THC, and me I've always tried to convince myself I'm all right. Yep, I can do this. Yep, yep. And every time it's gone really really wrong. And uh, this time, what? Well, just the same as all the others. Just disastrous. I smoked it outside the hotel. Literally within about two puffs, I went, whoop, here we go. I'm leaving, I'm leaving Earth. I'm going, I'm going. I was absolutely gone. I looked at Dane, I looked at Matt, and I was just like, oh. And then all you just, you two just laughed your heads off. I wasn't laughing. What have you done to me? What have you done to me? I went, I remember going to the bed, laying on the bed. I was going, I can't, I, I, I can't lay up, can't, no, no, can't lay up. My head's going 10 to the dozen. I went, put my, oh, I laid on the floor, in. This is where I'm going to sleep. 
I'm asleep on the floor. Silly lettuce, silly lettuce. So that's, yeah. Anyway, I don't get on with THC. I, I can't stand it. So we had these silly lettuce um, tattoos on our legs off Luke Sayer. I think Luke Sayer's like, He's far too good for what we ask for, oh, isn't he? It's yeah, like it's like you go to some you know Ferrari builder and ask them to fix your mini. Completely, <laughs> fucking completely. It's like having the best fucking like illustrator in the world, and you know to to, to do, do a some designs, man. do a fucking stick man. But I fucking love that. I love I, it. I've too. got like the most ghetto fucking like looking city. It looks like something. It looks like one of the Mister Men, doesn't it? Absolutely, know? like Mister Messy, isn't it? Mister yeah. Messy, yeah. Mister. Pritch has had his covered up though because he's gone for the full black arm and yeah. I was just, I, have to I get was, him another one because when he went over, I was like, oh, that's the, one, the only tattoo I didn't want to go over. I just have to get another one. You've gone over a few tattoos, haven't you? Haven't you? Oh, I haven't gone over yours. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh I ain't gonna go over yours either because every time I struck oh, that bad boy of mine, I see your name and I go, oh, dang. That was dang. the question which came up every single night without fail, wasn't it? That's that's the one thing that everybody wants to know is do you still have his name on your so, so many people still to this day, like, if you, whenever you go, they always say, have you still got. No. It's that oh, one. Is, and is, is it still on there? I'm are you sure. still married to Pancho? They seem to be like the That's two. It, yeah. Have you got Dayton on your knob still? Well, I'm not going to rub it off because it doesn't come off of the razor. Heck, you should and, get a new and, one. Are you married to Pancho? And I'm like, yeah, still am. <laughs> do this. I know we'll talk about that, but do this, right? We'll have a game of heads and tails, right? I'll fix it, obviously, so you lose. And then, on the side of your deck, on the side of your deck, yeah. You know, like that fucking stupid face I used to pull for a laugh, and then it became a face I pulled forever. You know, go, like poking my tongue out with the, the one original eye. emoji face. The original emoji, the original fucking Miley Cyrus fuck face. You know, uh, why didn't you get a, like a caricature of me on the side of your dick going, and so it looks like I'm licking your bell? Oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. I don't think my fiance would be quite happy about that one. When's the wedding? Is that next oh. year? Oh, Christ God. No, Whenever no, you can well, get the divorce from oh, Pancho through. Well, I've got to get divorced from Pancho <laughs> first, and I've got to wait for all this COVID nonsense to pa- to fuck off. And then, well, do you know what? Actually, I'm, we act, I'm actually thinking of just going to Ireland and uh, just get married in the registry office. Nice. I, and then I, I can get. Well, stag I, do round two, baby. Well, no, because I. <laughs> Dayton's revenge. I, I can still be part of the European Union. Then. Nice, nice, <laughs> so nice, nice. Me, eventually, then me and Keita can just. Uh, Move to Spain quite easily without having to go through all the Brexit rigmarole or whatever's going to happen. But anyway, Wise uh, move, yeah, it's, it's, it's another one it's of the nights good. from the the first round of shows, which really stands yeah. out to me, especially the after show, was in Birmingham when we were in that club subside and we were just raging in there till about six in the morning. We had such a good time. You guys were like setting the fire extinguishers off back like back in the office. They were all loving it, actively encouraging it. And then you, dude, I didn't envy you. You had to drive to Glasgow the next morning on like an hour or two sleep and remember it's pissing it down the whole way and it was like a nine hour drive and then when we got there you had to go and do all that business tax stuff right up till showtime <laughs> I was like, there was so many moments on that tour where it was just like controlled chaos because obviously i was hosting the shows but i was technically like tour managing it yeah. as well yeah. and you know that was a first for me so i was definitely like trying to deal with how you set up all the shows and do the security meetings and you know we're booking into the hotels it's like you know the travel it was it was such a hectic but such an amazing good time and i think that was where the three of us really bonded in a a way that's you know meant that we've gone on to do so much more things both professionally and you know personally just some of the the best times in my life i've had have been with you guys over the last few years so let me ask you a question off the back of that yeah go, so go you've do <laughs> not just because you've got to do you've got to do shows of us yeah and then like because 
fucking Dirty Sanchez fans are the best fans on the fucking planet, in my eyes. So, Well, everybody says that about their fans. Well, I know, but listen, you know, I, fuck, considering what we do, yeah, and how long it's been and they're still there. Well, yeah, that is yeah. pretty amazing. So, so you've got to experience what, what the energy's like in a room at a Sanchez show, and we didn't even fucking smash each other up. So how did that feel? I mean, you know, it's a fucking... How do you feel? Like, what was it like for you? Well, I'll say this, right? I've done quite a few live Q&As with, you know, a bunch of different entertainers and performers. I've done uh, Dom Jolly from Trigger Happy TV. I've done Sean Ryder. Uh, I've done, like, metal and punk singers like Jesse Leach and Keith Buckley. So I've done the full range of, of Q&As and yours, all of them, but particularly the Cardiff ones, particularly them, but all of them were on a level of, like, they were rock and roll. Although there was no music being played, other than your entrance songs, it was like rock and roll, Q&A, spoken word, carnage. Like, the atmosphere in the rooms every night was electric. The laughter was loud enough to blow the roof off the place. And, you know, they they weren't talking over the show to the point where it was ruining the flow, but there was just so much enthusiasm the claps were the loudest the laughs were the loudest they all bought the most merch at the end they all stuck around for photos at the end whereas in some of the other ones i've done people look at the size of the queue and go nah i'm off hey amy and uh, i would say i would actually agree with you and say that the sanchez fans and i've met so many now i've met thousands of them all over the uk and ireland are the best so big up the sanchez fans Sing your song, Rich. Come on. Just might like to know. Oh, Bridges face. Yo, bring the mince boys out. They're right there. Put the U log up your ass like Joycey would. <laughs> well, poo on my shoe. Ooh. Speaking of Joycey, that's the perfect segue into the next part of this conversation. Uh, the first round of shows that we did was just the three of us. It was Pritchard versus Dayton, 15-year anniversary. Um, and then, obviously, a lot of people were kind of messaging and saying, well, this is all well and good, but what about the other two? What's going on with them? Where are they? And at this point in time, I guess you two hadn't been in a room with those two in 10 years. Was it something mad like that? Oh, fucking, Forever. Yeah, it just... Don't even ask how that happened. I just haven't got a clue. Do you know? Life. Well, well yeah, they're going to kill each other. Stay away. I don't know. Well, I don't it just you. didn't happen, that's all. And that's at the end was, yeah. of the first round of shows, you said to me, Dayton, tomorrow, <laughs> after this last show, we're going to Stoke-on-Trent. There's this Comic-Con convention, and it's going to be all four of us there. It's going to be the first time in 10 years we've all been in a room together. We've been booked to you know, make an appearance at this event. And so people would just come and have pictures with us and stuff. And you say, why don't you come along and meet the other two, chat to them about getting them on your podcast, and then maybe we can see about doing some live shows with all four. And initially I was a bit hesitant because I didn't want to rain on your parade and I didn't want to intrude and you know perhaps feel like, I was crashing your moment. And you said, no, nah, fuck that. Come along. It'll be great. And I'm glad that you did say that because that day in itself, um, that was really when I got to be a fly on the wall for the first little reunion of all of you. And I'm sure you'll, well, you can share your experiences of that day. But for me, it was like a moment. It seemed like a moment hadn't passed. Comic-Cons for, uh, for um, has-beens just to make a bit of cash, isn't it? Pretty much. You had, you <laughs> had all the gladiators there. That's kind of exactly what it is. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's it's uh, quite a good event, isn't it? I, I enjoyed it. It was fucking brilliant. It was, uh, it, was good. it was good to have the four of us in the room and to have you there as well. I was, and it was, yeah, it was, I remember I, I, we took a photo 
I put the photo on Instagram and it just went fuck. It just went crazy. And it I was went just mad. Like, and that just showed to me that was, everyone was like, "Well, no way, man. The boys are like back together as you know, four of us." And it was quite a fun day actually because Pancho actually went next to the Incredible Hulk, didn't he? There, he went, yeah, oh, there was an Incredible Hulk. Oh, I'm greener. Can you remember yeah. we went for a curry after? And um, we're all sat around the table in this curry house. and um, Which was empty, I think, so it's pretty quiet. Well, there's a few people there. But, yeah, it was pretty chilling. And Pancho just shouts across to the to, to one of the guys working there, excuse me, excuse me, mate, can you turn that music down a minute? <laughs> and the guy was like, what? He said, can you turn the music down? I'm trying to show my mate something. So Pancho then started show me the skate section with some, like, 80s hip-hop soundtrack. And he was like, what do you think of this, Daint? I was like, yeah, it's sick. I said, but you fucking, you've made them turn the music down in the whole fucking curry house just for me to watch this video having a fucking meal. And then he went, all right, yo, cheers, yo, mate. Yo, 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 You can turn the music back up now. <laughs> Some things never change. So, so from that moment on, I was like, yeah, we're still the fucking same bunch of fucking loose bastards who was fucking back then, so... And there was that guy from Only Fools and Horses, Boise. Boise so yeah. you had Boise and Joycey oh, doing, their yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing their laughs together. Unbelievable. They were unbelievable. Able to them unless you try and outdo one another. Who was the best at Boise last week? Yeah. I think Joycey won, didn't he? Always. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're never going to lose in a competition against Joycey, yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, that was really when I started thinking, like, this could happen. And it was already at the back of my head from probably the moment that I met you, Dayton. I was like, I'm a man on a mission here to get this band back together. And I knew after we spent that day with all four of them, I was like, there's hope here. There is potential to turn this dream into a reality. And Joycey was great. Within like a week, I'd managed to line up a podcast with him. We sat down, we had the chat. That again blew up. I think that episode is in the top eight, if not the top five. And the final piece of the puzzle took a little longer. Why? <laughs> See, can you explain? Can you explain to us why? It was just a lot of back and forth. Like we we locked it in originally, and he was really excited to do it. Pancho, I'm talking about, of course, the uh, the fourth and final Avenger. And then he was like, "Nah, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." And you know what he's like with phones. He's got no phones. Then he's got two phones, and then he's got a new number, and then there's an old number that's back. And There'd be like weeks in between each correspondence. So we'd lock in a date and then he'd cancel and then, you know, I wouldn't hear from him for weeks. And then, you know, months later, he'd suggest maybe we do another date. And it was like that for a while. And eventually, I think it was a year. It was almost exactly a year after the Joycey podcast that I finally then nailed. Because I remember he was the second or third guest of series two. So Joycey, I'd got in at like around episode 70 or so. Uh, you two, I think, were like death. I think Dane, you were like twenty, and Pritch was like thirty or forty. And yeah, Panch was a hundred and two, so he came much, much, much later. But again, when that Pancho episode dropped, boom, the response to it was incredible, and that was it. Then, like, we were pretty much good to go. And you know, from then on, we locked in the two Christmas shows at the end of last year, which sold out within. And we we sort of spoke about how let's do one and see how it goes because we didn't know we didn't know if it was going to work on stage you know because when you do something like this with two guests it's fairly easy i'll say that even with the ones we did sometimes you know the train comes off the tracks and it can be a little bit hard to steer it back on course and i knew with four of you especially because you haven't done anything together in so long like it's going to be really hard to make it a cohesive understandable entertaining tight show so we booked one that sold out in like minutes the cardiff show was like flew out so then we booked the sheffield one as well and and both of those shows i mean again like to throw to you two the cardiff show in particular was probably the most electric 
energy I've ever experienced for a spoken word event and probably ever will because that was the first time in a decade all four of you had appeared in public on stage together and it just went off didn't it I was fucking yeah I mean it could go off in a shoebox of the four of us so when you've, <laughs> when you've got a house full of Sanchez you know people that are into Sanchez and there's like-minded uh people like us yeah I mean it was just a melting pot of fucking energy and madness fucking amazing I mean like again to be to get that kind of reception after that all those years of just kind of being off radar was pretty fucking special and that night i think felt particularly therapeutic and it felt like for the four of you it was closure and the start of something new well i think you could kind of put the old demons to bed move forward in a positive way on the same page i remember joyce getting quite emotional at one point in the show and was you know almost like delivering like a you know a motivational speech to the crowds and and Pancho was on fire and every one of you really brought what you brought to the show like to the crowd and and you know the the kind of the personalities that people know and love from the past I think were there updated versions of them of course but I think they were there on full display that night from yeah. all of you I mean cuz we played the Sanchez movie before we came on <coughs> yeah before we came on stage played the Sanchez movie um you know you Everyone's just in tears laughing, fucking... So the crowd's warmed up, aren't they, yeah. by the time you come out? And then you're getting glimpses of, of the film between the four of us, and we're, like, fucking laughing at it ourselves because we did it, you know? So you're still going to laugh at the same jokes. You know, it's never not going to be funny to us anyway, um, as long as you're on the right side of the funny stick. Gone, <laughs> <laughs> gone. Go on. So, um, so, yeah... Uh -huh. <laughs> It just, he's fucking daydreaming about fucking dog grooming and fucking smoking the Atlantic, aren't you? Dog grooming? What? You're fucking, what you're, the fuck? You're fucking stroking a beard of yours. Yeah, we'll talk about your adventure a little later on. This is, no, no, this, no, no I, we will. Sorry, you know what I'm like, my attention span. All right, I can I ask you a question? What? What was you thinking about just then? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. She's looking at that a bit, and I thought, yeah, it's a nice colour. All right, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's one of those mummy things, is it? Lady Guadalupe. <laughs> one of those mummy things. I got that from Venice Beach in California. Um, you were there. I bought it. I bought a skull, didn't I? Yeah, with yeah. sleeping dead on it. That's yeah. it. So he was thinking, up, he was looking at that in the middle of a podcast, thinking, oh, that's a nice colour. <laughs> and this is what happens when we do live whilst things as well. Whilst we're in the middle of a fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I, I can't fucking help myself. <laughs> Somebody said, right, who I've done a few meetings with, they've only got me in the room for 10 minutes. Right. After 10 minutes, I'm gone. <laughs> Literally gone. Because he's like, because he tries, it, like, we'll sit down for a meeting and he gets all the important stuff done in 10 minutes. Then so he goes into my head and, over. and then he goes, there he is. He's gone now. He's left the room. <laughs> so he did that. Yeah, so you've got. You got any memories from the Cardiff I mean, show last not, year? Not disrespecting you two, right? It's fine. This is my fucking end. So no offence taken, Matthew. What, yeah. what did you make of the second Cardiff show with all four of you? What did you take away from that night, Pritch? Yeah. Anything? A few beers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hangover. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I mean, but there's nothing like being back. Something like being in your hometown. Yeah. You know, after many years of what we've done over the years, and being here and sharing it with all your fans. Five hundred people. Home, for your, for, well, in your hometown with all your fans, just complete sellout. It was just, yeah, it was quite. Um, Quite emotional, man. Uh, it's a good laugh. Brilliant. The after party was another one to remember yeah. as well. Where was the club we went to that you hired out for us? And we pretty much had the whole show in that club as well. The Mocha. Mocha. Or soda. Which one was it? We had, I was DJing on like the balcony oh, level up top. It was that Mocha. It was Mocha. Yeah, Mocha. That's it, Mocha. Mocha. Yeah. So much fun. And, but I remember it was the night. That was quite, that was quite busy because a lot Shit. of people come from that gig because they bought tickets to come to the party, didn't they? Was... Everybody we could squeeze in got in there. Yeah, yeah I think there was about two, 250 in there in the end. But it was the night that we fucking either, was it Brexit? Or no, it was the, the, the Tory party one, right? I think it was the it night. Was, was it? Because I remember, annou- it was. I remember announcing it on the mic and everybody just going, oh. oh. You Fuck. just you just killed the vibe. <laughs> hey, shit! That that was the fucking guys from Sweden. It was like fans from Sweden came over. It was uh, the one show. Uh, a guy from California flew in to watch us. He was originally from Liverpool, I think. I can't believe that that dude came over from Sydney. It was fucking that's Sydney, mad. Sydney. I know Australia. Mental. Spoke to him on the phone. Amazing. Did you from Sydney? Did you make right. him dinner? Well, you could have. You spoke to on the phone. Winded, huh? What? I was winding you up. Oh, sing us a song. Go Nobody on. Nobody come over. Come from on, Sydney. bring, bring Christmas in. Nobody come over from Sydney. What? Sydney? 
Sydney! Sexy! In the drunk tank! Oh, that's a brilliant song, that is. Isn't it just? I think that's my favourite. Get back in the room, Pritchard. We know you've got to pick up your dog. It's Christmas at the Pritchard. There's a lot going on. Um, So after these two shows go off last year, obviously the plan this year was to do a hell of a lot more. And then COVID hits... And so we said, well, let's, you know, let's re-strategize and let's make a new plan. And so we got together in your Sleep When You're Dead barbershop in Cardiff after hours between lockdowns. And yeah, it was the first time the cameras were rolling. So we'd done the live shows, but this is the first time when the cameras were on. And we really just, you know, we went deep, didn't we? We filmed for, I think it was six hours over the course of the two days. We filmed so much stuff. Um Again, <laughs> I know it's a redundant question. I keep asking the same one, but I'm just intrigued to know again how it was for you guys being in that room with with the other two and, and reliving those memories in a bit more of a controlled environment because there's no crowd going crazy, and then you really have the chance to you know say everything then and address any past issues and and remember the good times and it must have been a trip therapy. <laughs> Some kind of monster style. Some kind of fucking James Hatfield monster bullshit. It was fucking rad, wasn't it? It was I so mean, good. It's never going to be a bad time. When I, you know, all right, we fought and fucking <laughs> had, had our issues. But again, if you download or rent the... the DirtySanchez.co.uk, you'll find yeah. a link in the episode <laughs> if description. You rent, if you rent and download it, you'll understand why we probably needed that break. You know, we're all, we've all grown up and moved on and we got back together and it was, uh, well, you're just exchanging, remember this, remember that, and then you're fucking laughing. And I, I could laugh at Pritch, Panch and Joyce just without them really doing much just because of their mannerisms. And I mean, me and Pritch... His were, laugh as well. Yeah. He sounded like an excitable ape. It was so <laughs> good. <laughs> you look like you're having the time of your life. You had the chicken out, didn't you? The chicken. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, because you put the footage up, I just could not believe some of the stuff we used to get up to. That that format like, worked so well, like, didn't it? The kind of Sanchez gogglebox style. Yeah. I'd show you clips and just we'd film your reactions like that. That format in itself is better than any new stunts you could do. I think playing the old stuff and seeing your reactions to it now was gold. Oh man, <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, watching. I mean, I've because I got, I've got the footage, yeah, yeah. So I've seen it all before. But like, as you know, it's better shared with other people. So when you're watching it with your mates and you're looking at what you did back then, and you're like, literally, I'm watching Pritch fucking going green because he's just like, there's a stellar enema firing out of his ass and slapping Joycey in the face and just fucking, you know, in in front of a lot of people, and he's just fucking soaked in fucking stellar enema. Um, those live shows would never be able to happen today. Oh, no. Well, again, you'd have to go through every stunt you do with a health and safety official in the building and everything would be crossed off and you'd be left with nothing. Yeah. Like, and that's not that long ago. It's for me watching something like that is quite a good document and indication of how much the world has changed and how much more sanitized and clean and boring the world has become in really quite a short space of time. And I think a large part of that is because of smartphones. And maybe you can say I'm reading too much into that, but I do feel like now you can film anything anywhere. This idea that a, st- a performer of any kind could go on stage fucked up and do something outrageous. If it happened today, it just goes straight on YouTube, career over, everybody's in outrage and uproar. Fucking cancel, cancel, cancel culture. Cancel culture, boom. Yeah. Whereas back then, smartphones weren't a thing, so you could go and do these, you know, full body exposure, 
fluids, blood, guts, puke, piss, to a point. shit. Let's to a, to let's, a fucking point. Let's just. Were you banned from many venues back in the day for what you did? Uh, well, what, 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 one night. <laughs> what the fuck? Wurzel. One night, this chap. <laughs> one night, this chap next to me. Shut up, will you think? Got us banned from. Um, we got banned from five hundred. I think it was like. Well, I won't go into it, but no, we banned got from. We got banned from a lot of nightclubs, uh, which is a chain. Banned in Britain. We basically, yeah, we couldn't do any live touring for like a year and a half. Um, I, I felt so bad. I yeah. was a whore, man. But you did still carry on playing shows after that. No, we didn't. Oh, that was the end of the live touring, was it? No, no, that, that was, was that was a th- that signaled the beginning. That, of that the... email went. That, that email went out to a, a lot. The whole industry. Lot, the whole industry thing. The whole do nightclub. Not, do not book Dirty Sanchez. And then overnight, that the doors was... just closed, did they? Yeah. Well, our agent Pretty much, wouldn't yeah. book us anyway, so yes. we had to like let it cool off. And then um, that's what you get when you might when, when you ask the manager of a club, can we do anything? He said, "Yeah, just do anything, man. Just do whatever you want." He came like, up to you. Never say to us, "Do whatever you want," and you know, not <laughs> not these guys. No, he said. No, I mean, he took, yeah, that was so, a, so that's what we did. Well, I, yeah, that was the general manager. And then we got and we read little did we know the general manager of the whole of this 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 chain of clubs was there to watch us yeah but he to told you a, to look at book, book he out. told you he said go yeah, yeah. fucking mad tonight guys he said what can we what can't we do he said do whatever the fuck you want so we did that's and, what happens when the corporate then, then guy right. tells the crazy guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's when and then, he, then he then he then he then he just went oh, oh, oh i saw oh. don't oh, you fucking told the wrong people to do what you want then do you so he sort of fucking yeah. Be careful what you wish for, son. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think that's the word I was looking for, yeah. He got what he asked for, basically. And yeah, and, 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 and like it, it. But, but the th- problem was, they were, it was in Leeds, and they were filming it, and they had big, huge TVs on the street showing <laughs> what was going on downstairs. So what you can imagine, what we were doing. I'm not, not going to go into what we were doing, but that was just screened to the whole street. Yeah. So if any old person or something was walking past going, oh, oh my God, what is going on in that club? Let's get in there. And yeah. Then, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and two for one the drink. The next day, our agent just got the email. Oh, yeah, we, we, we'd fucked it. It's what I love about you guys is, you know, there's so many different versions of the truth and what happened and went down. And I feel like with any group of people, whether it's a band and there's so many similarities between band stories and yours, you're never going to get one straight story because everybody's got their own perspective and memory and reasons and motive. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's been the challenge. But for me, also, the thrill is trying to, like, navigate. Trying to pick the truth. Yeah, trying to (laughs) decipher some form of truth out of the four of you who, you know, I think do remember certain things very differently and trying to get you all on the same page. It hasn't been easy at times, but it's been such a rewarding experience for me as a fan of the show and as friends of you guys to like get you on the same page for long enough to, you know, relive all these things and come to a conclusion, which is for the large part shared. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's always little things like Pancho. Oh, it didn't happen like that. I did go on then. What was it then? There's always these little subtleties and differences. But um, you know, I think that's always bound to happen because everybody has their own percep- you know perception of of what went down, don't they? Completely. There's some things that we just do not want the fucking general public to find out. <laughs> As should be the case. As should be the case because they were different times when anything went the wild west. It was. Well, let's face it. Life shit, knowing it. And this year is... It's just fucking crap. This is, the government got people grassing on each other. For, and then, just socialising. And then people... Yeah. Basically, we're, the government got people 
doing their, doing their job, job for, them. for them. Yeah. So you've got people grassing people in houses. You've got people grassing people in cars because they're going to screen things on their bloody cars, which I got done for the other day. So some, some woman was going 10 miles an hour, so I overtook her, and I got a letter in the post because she's got a shit life, and she sent it off to somebody. And then, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't fucking swear. You can't fuck Fuck off, everyone. Fucking have a laugh. It's like, it's, this life today is bollocks. It re- Honestly, I've, I know I'm letting go of you, but it really fucking oh, pisses me we're off. We're on the same but fucking boat, aren't we? You can't well, really... Well, if you your have boat. a laugh, you get done for having a laugh. It's like, well... Just, at just least you had your up. fun when you could, though, eh? Yeah. And that's what we said earlier. At least we were lucky that we've had a laugh. We've done the fun. I just feel sorry for the younger generation. They're getting brought up in a really bit of a shit world. Just, <laughs> just fly me off to Mars, man. I'm fucking... I'm done. I'm fucking... Well, you're not going quite to Mars, but why don't you tell people who are listening to this what you're going to be doing, um, how you're starting... 2021 the the adventure the mission <laughs> that you've set yourself that you invited date on and he was like now you're you're all right thanks this is one sanchez stunt too far this sounds insane dude and it's one of the many reasons why i am so happy to be your friend i'm so proud of you yeah i i got asked uh, john john haskell he rode the atlantic in uh, 2011 and uh he phoned me up he said oh, you fancy rowing the atlantic and I just, Let's just I, say that again. Rowing the Atlantic rowing Ocean. Atlantic Ocean, yeah. So I just, I didn't even think, I didn't even think. You know, I, I, I am. Me up. I am. Don't get me wrong, I'm not being Dr. Braveass. I'm fucking shitting myself. But, you know, the year's been shit for everybody. Like, life at the minute is just fucking shit for quite a lot of people. And I just thought, what better way to spend it than on a boat in the middle of nowhere, far away from fucking humans, fucking TV... <laughs> TV a, on the rowing boat. That's a fucking bollocks of just day-to-day life. Oh, you're and, away from the and TV. Just, yeah, and just, you're just on a boat with Mother Nature, surrounded by sea, and just and actually the, the closest people to us are the people on the on the, the space station when you're in the middle of the Atlantic, and that's, that's, that's fact. Can I ask you a question? So I just can't wait. Like, Can I ask you a wait. serious question? What? All right, so prior to you saying yes to taking on this rowing the Atlantic challenge... Yeah. What uh, experience do you have sailing and rowing at sea or on a river or in a lake? Nothing. <laughs> there we go. Mr. 50 fucking 50. Mr. 50 50. There we go. Yeah. There well, we go. Fucking, uh, We've had words about this. I've said, you know, there's a fucking, you know, when you said you were looking for three more people, there's four people on that boat. Yeah. And you said, Dave, there's, you know, you could do this if you want to do it. Uh, and I said, uh, I'm not too bad with myself at the moment i my demons are in check i don't feel like i need to row the atlantic to feel better about my to you know or that challenge is never you know you gotta understand this when you fucking say yes to rowing the atlantic there's a fucking possibility of not coming back so with your lack of absolutely fucking zero experience and just going yeah fuck it 2020's been shit i'll row the atlantic with a massive with a chance of you know the fucking what can happen rowing the atlantic I mean, <coughs> what, what went through your head? Good, right, good, good pep talk, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we've got to fucking put it in perspective. You can fucking glaze over, you can glaze over shit. I'm rowing the Atlantic, right? But it's fucking gnarly. It's, it's all right, I did my fu- will last week. You did your will last week? I, I know. did. Did you really? Yeah, I did, yeah. Do you know what's in it? I did, I did, did with a solicitor over via Skype because of COVID. And uh, I didn't, I've never done a will. I don't know what I said. I just, I... Everything you know, to Lemmy. I, I, yeah, I've donated to... to loved ones blah 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 
But she said, how do you want your funeral to pan out? I was like, oh, my God, this is quite fucking morbid. I didn't know I'd get to choose out of, you know, my funeral. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I said, yeah, fancy dress. Everyone dress up as Freddie or Lemmy. Rock music, Queen, Motorhead playing. Can I DJ? And uh, Yeah, you can DJ. And uh, oh, I'm trying to be burnt or buried. I said, burnt. Take my ashes to Ibiza. All the boys do a line of me, and then chuck the, <laughs> and chuck the rest, chuck, chuck the rest in the sea. And she just looked at me like I was through Skype. Went, who, who the who the fuck am I speaking to? And I was like, I'm be, no, I'm being serious. She's, oh, she just started laughing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I'm gonna go, man. So you've been having those conversations with, I hope with you yourself. Have a fucking selfish line. <laughs> I fucking, I am not. You'll have the whole lot. I, <laughs> I'll have the bit where my name is. <laughs> I'll say, can you... You're going to snort my cock. <laughs> my cock ashes. <laughs> oh, so, you, dude, you have been, just to sort of finish on this subject, because I don't want to dwell on it too long, but you have been having those conversations with yourself when you're looking at this expedition and what's involved. You've no, been I, you've been weighing up the, the chances of survival and thinking. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I just, at the moment, it's just like, yep, yeah, jump in the boat, go for it, enjoy it. Have the experience, share it with three other people, uh, raise raise loads of money for charity, and just get to the other side in one piece. Hopefully, after about forty or fifty, whatever, however long it takes for us to get to the other side, to Antigua, from Lanzarote to Antigua, and uh, get to the other side with a six pack <laughs> <laughs> and, and look like Captain Birdseye, tanned, fucking completely lost loads of weight, and just with a massive smile on my face, going right, yep, right, let's start again. Because I've got a few issues to uh, iron out and a few little um, addictions that have creeped in over lockdown. So, yeah, fingers crossed I'll have a word with myself and start again. Well, you'll have nothing but time to do that. Dude, you're a man of such extremes, and I love you for that. Like, when you put your mind to something, you don't half-ass anything, do you? You're all or nothing. Go in. Go out to go home in it. Well... Well, I fucking know. Yeah, I used to think. I, I used to think. I was well, you're the week. same. I mean, well, um, not, a, a month. Same. A month of no food is its own version of pretty extreme mm. as well. Yeah, um, but uh, it's not rowing the fucking Atlantic. It's not, is it, pussy? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I'm <laughs> the number guy one, number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, I want a backup boat. I said, I like fucking. I like this. I like the ocean. I like fucking surfing. Um, uh, I've got family. I can't be. You know, I I got to be realistic and honest. And I can't really fucking put myself in the situation where, you know, like my family's got to fucking be on their own. So, you know, that's my decision. Now, if it was because if if I could do it and I, you know, there wasn't, I, I wasn't going to put my family at risk, I would fucking absolutely fucking love to do it. Sounds like a lot of excuses to me, Pritchard. Don't, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I just, you know, this, this my fiance Kira, my mother, my dad, my brothers, you know, my mother's, She's having nightmares already. I bet she is. is. She's like she's having trouble sleeping. Well, especially my mother. She's having trouble sleeping because she just can't. You know, so she watching Titanic you know, every I can't, night. I, you know, I've got to think. Of, I've got to think of people like that. It's not just you know. It's not just me. It's, I'm sure it's know. perfectly safe. I'm it sure is, it is perfectly safe. I spoke to the, I spoke is to, it? I spoke to the skipper. Yeah, well, it's not perfect. Of course, <laughs> not. There's always dangers and stuff. But I've spoken to the skipper, Billy. I know he's. <laughs> he sounds legit. He, you know he's. he's uh, and Baz and the people from Mon- Mon- Monkey First Adventures, they, they've, you know, they put my mind at rest. They said, oh, everything will be cool, dude. You know, they've, they've done the Indian Ocean, they've done the Atlantic Ocean, they've been there, I'm in good hands. I know, and there's, there's 11 ways, you know, if something does go wrong, there's 11 ways of calling for help. 
<laughs> eleven. <laughs> eleven ways, yeah. What's number fuck? What's number one? Well, Help. well, I mean, if I went overboard and I just lost the boat and it went, I've got I got a thing on my life jacket that just sends out. Elon Musk will have his satellites up yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, no, an oil tank at my compass, doesn't it? Are you filming it all, right? You're going to be making like a yeah, yeah, documentary got, got about that? Uh, well, we've, we've done a, a teaser. Nice. So hopefully somebody will pick it up. If not, uh, there are other things that we're doing yet. But I mean, there's Wi-Fi on board. We'll be up, I'll be updating my vlog from the boat. Because we can send the information via the Wi-Fi and they download it over on land, send it out. But it's not fucking cheap. It's like I think, oh, what I don't know, computer fucking terms, mega megawatts, megabytes, <laughs> fucking kajillahertz or whatever. You get a certain amount. It's like five, five grand to five send. Grand. Oh yeah, but it's Why don't you but just it's take enough, a hard drive. But it's enough to do about three minutes of updates a day. So that's not, that's right not too bad. So three minutes every day for 40, 55 days of five grand. So well, where do people go if they want to keep up to date with this and watch it unfold? Uh, and... Just, I mean, go on, go on my uh, Instagram, put it SWID, and there'll be a link to my vlog on there. So I'll have somebody looking after all that whilst I'm on the boat because I am turning my fucking phone off. And yeah. I don't want anything to do with the outside world apart from me. Yeah, that would defeat the whole the point of the mission, on the it? boat. And the bucket that we shit in. <laughs> Just the, like the, the Sanchez tour. And, and the fish and the flying fish that come on the boat in the night and whack you in the what? head. Apparently, when you're in the night, because you've got like that light on the boat, the flying fish come fucking... Amazing. And if they hit you in the head, that's 20 points. <laughs> if they hit you in the arm, it's 10 points, so you sort of see who has the most points by the end of it. But apparently, they fucking hurt when they twat you in the face. Oh, they really fly and go, flying fish. Bang, it's a... Egg, you got to. I've got to fuck you. I, you please, right? Get a webcam, get a cam on, get get a GoPro on at night, <coughs> and stand there with a, with a torch by your face, and you've got to fucking get a flying fish to smack you in the face out of the fucking sea. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. Uh, um, what's going on with you, D? Have you got any projects or anything coming up you want to tease? When, <coughs> when are you two going to start? You know, Pritchard versus Dayton podcast or a no. A goggle, right. a goggle box style show <laughs> where you goggle back, goggle back, goggle box, Tony. You got any ideas that you can tease? Well, if Pritchard makes it back from uh, his, his, his Atlantic row with his uh, nuclear mind, it might never happen because he might just be like a Harry Krishna and just be like Zen and actually, let's take it back. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble with the Harry Krishnas. I know what their deal is, but it sounds fucking great. But, you know, when you come back, you might just be so fucking Zen, dude. You're like, I'm not touching anything, man. Just fucking, just me. Nah, not going to happen, bad. is it? Come on, no. Okay. He only wants a tan and a six pack. He's after he's got that, he's fine. He's rolling the Atlantic to have a fucking free holiday in Antigua. <laughs> Basically, we've got a platform now, DirtySanchez.co.uk, to promote and push things through. Um, we're all kind of doing our own things, and I just think there's this space to do stuff in the new year. But we'll see. And you've built a studio in your house, so that suggests. Even if it's Sanchez-related or not, there's going to be plenty of exciting stuff going on in your world in the uh, the sort of audio-video department. Yeah, I, I mean... I hope there is. Well, yeah, that's... Otherwise, what... it's just, you know, outside bar and you don't even drink anymore. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, I, you know, I don't... Listen, I don't... I, I'm not the kind of person that, that just wants to... St- I, I, don't, I do stuff, right? And I can sit here and say what I'm doing. But, you know, I, 
I know then people, I'd have to kill you. People come on these fucking, come on podcasts just to promote stuff. And I know that's what, you know, a great thing to do. And, but I just can't be asked. I'm doing shit. I'm doing stuff I've always done. <laughs> and I've, I'm doing what I've always fucking done. And I'm fucking going through my fucking life, having a great time, learning shit. And I'll continue to do it as a, as the same, same as I've been doing now. So just follow me on Instagram. You'll find out probably not a lot really. Cause since I've stopped drinking and I kept the sugar out. I post a lot less on the internet because I find that I just can't be asked. It's weird there, isn't it? I just think I quit sugar. <laughs> I fucking slowed down with the sugar, right? And everything else kind of, I would like analyze. Like, yeah, do I need to post that? Not really. Fuck it off then. All right. So who knows? I might just be a fucking monk in the new year. Always <laughs> think twice before you post, I think. Always think, does this need to go out there? What is if it? it doesn't, don't bother. Yeah. It's I mean, been... I'd be an Hare Krishna, you'd be a monk. <laughs> well, it ain't <laughs> fucking hard with this here doing now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Well, boys, on just like a personal level, I wanted to thank you for, you know, always being so supportive of this podcast and always, you know, promoting this show and what I do on your platforms. <laughs> and I think through the shows I've done with you, both the podcast and the live shows, so many people have discovered this podcast. And I owe a lot to you too, so I'm very grateful for your friendship. Oh, well, fucking for your vi- support. vice, vice, vice versa. You vice know, versa, Matt. No, I got a fucking like a very fucking hard diamond shaped fucking heart that doesn't give out much. But um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm fucking. I've had a fucking great time, and let's continue this. There's, there's a lot to be done, a lot of fun to be had, and in the new year, we'll see what happens. But listen. You know, you've got a book. You've got a book coming out now. The book's out, yeah. baby. The, book's, the book Woo! is out. The book is out. And sadly, you two are not in this one, but you will be in a later edition, the UK edition. And I want you to know that there is a nice little thank you to the pair of you at the end of this one, which I hope you see and read and and appreciate. But um, yeah, I wanted to make it American centric for the first two, and then I'm going to do the third book. Will be the UK spin off, and then that's when Sanchez will reign supreme. Fuck yeah, Tony. Yeah. Hell yeah, but it's been a good ride, hasn't it? And the show ain't over yet. The fucking show's definitely not over. Pritchard's fucking... <laughs> I'm going to be on the I've internet watching Pritchard on the Atlantic. Yet. <laughs> 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 Bit of Jonah Louie, Pritch. Oh, I love Jonah Louie. Oh, that's another favourite uh, Christmas song. Hey, Mr Churchill comes over here <laughs> Look at his little face. <laughs> This song just reminds me, Chris, as soon as, you know, when you're driving in the car, it's on the radio, it's like, yep, it's Christmas. Yeah, jog on, Chris, Rhea. Step aside. Boys, thank you for joining me for episode 200 of Life in the Stocks. We'll see how many listens this does. Congrats! <laughs> Maybe we could get a joint first place between the pair of you. You can share the title. <laughs> Hello, mate! <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, and thank you to everybody who's tuned into this episode and the previous 199. I'm taking a break for a while now. We're going on hiatus, so this is it for a bit, and I'll return soon with some new exciting guests. In the meantime, though, buy the book, please. Uh, do check out dirtysanchez.co.uk for the uh, the Sanchez story volume one and look out for volume two in February as well. And maybe February time is when I'll be back on the air. Um, boys, I love you. Love you too, Tony. Spike your, spike your nan's sherry with acid. It's Christmas <laughs> oh, Day. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Get the sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to say, in true, uh, true Joe Rogan style, we're going to now take DMT. Oh, yes. I've got some in the office. I know you have. Some- yeah. You ready, Pritch? Yep, let's go. All righty. All right. See you in 2023. <laughs> We're a bunch 
of crazy motherfuckers And we'll jump off of a cliff If you asked us And we'll do it again If you pay us Stinging nettles in our mouths Chilli sauce in our eyes A staple gun to my bollocks To a fairground ride Heading from the valleys To the big time Drinking our own piss And making hay while the sun shines A group of mates intent on having a laugh Who have a tendency to go too far The money, the drugs, the fortune and fame For putting your own shit in your own face We're a bunch of crazy motherfuckers Daredevils and pranksters Groundbreaking skateboarders I'll happily soar off my finger Your view in pleasure. Oh, we're a bunch of crazy motherfuckers. Crossing the line again, extremely extreme. Never know what's gonna happen if I ever fall asleep. Spray paint, semen, human flesh. I'm Johnny Cash, let's snort some ash and tour the sideshow all over the world. Showing everybody what a boy oh knows. The tent is rammed, the crowd goes ballistic. Is someone gonna die tonight for a party trick? We're a bunch of crazy motherfuckers. More rock and roll than Motorhead. The band without the instruments And carnage comes to whatever we put our minds to Apparently it's got entertainment value We're a bunch of crazy motherfuckers And we'll jump off of a cliff if it suits us